Hello, I'm Dr. Tom, and welcome back to a second installment of yesterday's um, exploration of the story Siddhartha. Yesterday, we explored the beginning passage as it relates to Hermann Hesse's book Siddhartha, and today I wanted to continue on that journey as it relates to how the shadow and the light really affects our psychological development, not only early on, as we could see within the context of some um, of even religious um, religious history as it relates to the coming of light from darkness, but also how this affects us at a deeper psychological level. I welcome you to a sacred journey, and in these explorations of stories of religious significance, of our fairy tales, of ancient myths, Greek, Nordic, even um, myths around the African and the South American continent, will begin to piece together really the symbolism that helps the psyche to realize its potential. Without further ado, let's go back to the first part of Siddhartha. The chapter is entitled The Son of the Brahman. In the shade of the house, in the sunshine of the riverbank, near the boats, in the shade of the sawwood forest, in the shade of the fig tree, is where Siddhartha grew up. The handsome son of the Brahman, the young falcon, together with his friend Govinda, son of a Brahmin. Yesterday we touched upon the idea that our journey is a sacred one, especially as it relates to the people we're exposed to, the events that we're exposed to, the time frame we're born within, and other areas that really help create the experiences we need to incur as it relates to develop psychologically. You may have heard the old axiom that is it nurture nature, is it biology or environment? Psychology began with these dichotomies and as well as all sciences, but what we're finding out now and we're beginning to work through is the fact that all these things are interconnected at a much deeper level. Psychological perspective, Carl Jung drew attention to this first as it relates to the antitheses, the poles that exist um, within symbolism. He called the symbols that drive the unconscious as well as conscious development of the human psyche archetypes. And he borrowed this from ancient Greek philosophers and philosophers throughout history who really looked at the primordial images that seemed to drive the human psyche forward. We cannot talk about light without the knowledge of dark. Even in the biblical account of Genesis, where from darkness light emerges, we, we get the initial paradox that's present. And I can't really help but think about how this paradox occurs, even within our own physiological and psychological development. 
exit the womb were exposed to light for the first time and in the darkness it, it is what Jung considered a paradise he he called the um, tomb of the womb and in this paradise there's complete darkness the bo the body of the baby is in complete symbiosis with the mother adjusting its internal environment to whatever the mother is feeling within. And as we look at the darkness and how it envelops, um, I cannot help but think that there's a peace that's present, that this, this would be what would be considered paradise. And as the baby emerges for the first time from the mother, light is, it's exposed to light, and this is a new environment. Now there's a secondary point from which we could begin to judge either the light or the dark. And this is really the way the psyche begins to develop from its earliest and in infantile beginnings. Hesse draws attention to this because he talks about the shade of the house in the sunshine of the riverbank near the boats. Here we have an initial polarized theme. We have shade, which cannot exist without light, but we also are identifying the shade as coming from the house. What is the house in this passage? The house I cannot help but believe is the aspect of the family home. It's the home that Siddhartha is born into. And like all of us, we're all born into a family home. Some may have one parent, some may have two parents. But either way, we are born within a family home. And that home, that lineage casts a shadow, not only genetically upon us, but also environmentally. As I've worked with parents throughout my career, what I've noticed is oftentimes um, there would be a phenomenon which Robert Bly um, for brought attention to, especially as it relates to the dreams that parents hold for their children. Now, it's imperative to dream for your children because that really provides not a goal for them to pursue because a child's life is ultimately their own to pursue in whatever direction they want. Dream a mother and father holds for their children should apply to the behaviors and the experiences they want their children to be exposed. Now, a dream a parent has for their children isn't necessarily something that has to be cemented that the child has to pursue that dream. Instead, it has to be a working plan of direction that the parent um, believes that will believes will help their children to be successful in navigating the experiences life will afford them. Shadow of the house really is the dreams a mother and father holds for their children moving forward, and really how that shadow will engage the experiences a child undergoes as they go through their own developmental plight to learn about the environment and learn how to function in a hopefully um, functional capacity throughout adult life. 
shade of the sawwood forest in the shade of a fig tree is where Siddhartha grew up and were exposed to the light, to the dark, to the grounding, to the aspiring. The forest is shaded, it's shadowed, it's dark, it's scary, that we don't know what quite is in there, but in next to a fig tree is where Siddhartha grew up, something that's cultivated, something that is ready to bear fruit, to have fruit, to partake in the fruit that is thereof, so one could sustain themselves. We have family present. We have a lineage present. We have grounding, a family tree, a fig tree, something that can sustain. We have the aspiring towards the light. It's moving beyond the shade of the solid forest and it establishes its own and it's a place where Siddhartha grows up and could sustain himself. He is the son of a prince, a son of a Brahman, a son of a holy man. And his totem is a falcon. Siddhartha's totem is a falcon. So again, we see that there's an aspiring nature to the story, an aspiration towards the light. And this also suggested, is suggested in the idea of a riverbank being present where he will grow with his friend Govinda and hopefully undertake a journey along the river to soar to new heights, whatever those heights his psyche may dream of. There's a lot of beauty in the symbolism of light and dark, especially as it relates to developmental tasks early on, especially intrauterine development as it relates to how the fetus grows from a state of complete dependence, from a state of interdependence um, on the mother, and eventually finds light and finds the journey that it will undertake to sustain its life and maybe even create life of its own. I hope you enjoyed today's segment on the story Siddhartha and Indian Tale. It's a really beautiful story on how we yearn to find light, even in those dark corners. Today we explored the idea of family, the idea of a family tree, and the idea of how we aspire to create our journey towards self-realization as it relates to who we are becoming um, in this journey called life. I really hope you enjoyed, and if you have any questions, please feel free to comment or um, send me a message on the service. I look forward to answering any questions that may come, especially as it relates to our developmental journey to understand who we are becoming. As always, I leave you with a greeting and a farewell. May blessings find you on your journey to advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Goodbye for now.